We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time Welcome to All Bases Covered We are here on a Monday night uh, Our producer, Joe, will not be joining us today But I do have Sam, my uh, the OG co-pilot on this show What's going on, Sam? We're still waiting You on know this, now. man <laughs> What's going on? Hey, Monday, man. bro Another goddamn fucking Monday. That's another goddamn Monday. I, you know, Monday! I the there's, there's Josh. Josh is here with us now. We got ourselves. Is, is that Josh's intro for like intro for his uh, wrestling team? If he was ever a wrestler. Probably, probably. Okay. Oh. I can have a little bit better music yeah. than that. <laughs> you should be like this. Buds for you the entire way down on the ramp. <laughs> I'd be like the Stone Cold, just chugging a beer every every uh, two seconds. Were they real beers? Yeah, they were real beers. Yeah, they, had to be. yeah, they, they were weren't like non-alcoholic versions, were they? No, they were definitely. Real oh no, they were they were Budweiser. Yeah, I mean Stone Cold, Stone Cold's probably got a pretty good tolerance, man. He he's, he's not getting buzzed off of like four beers, and he's spilling half of it on his chest anyway. That's true. That's true. But imagine how many times you have to do that. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think so, he said when he did it, he would probably drink maybe a total of three beers. Yeah. When he chugged like that. Say. Yeah, he was pouring half this shit out. And he was like Correct. pulling it yeah. half out down his And then he did the spit at the end, right? The... Yeah. Well, we had a, a, a big-time pay-per-view. Um, I haven't had a chance to really watch it yet. Now, Sam, thanks, Dix, sent me some spoilers uh, before I had a I spoiled it for him. You did. Josh, I, I thought you would like that. That's why I did it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Hey, that's the so best thing ever. Do we, we want to kick off the show with a little AEW full gear? Why not? Let's go off script. Right. Let's go off script. Let's there. do it, baby. Oh. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Now, I do know that MJF is now the new the new champion. And Was uh, this predicted by Josh, by the way? FYI, I just asked. He also predicted that uh, William Regal would fucking turn on the Blackpool gang, which is what he did. Oh, uh, I did. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. I, I didn't. From what I read, there was a lot of okay. It wasn't anything like super. It wasn't. There wasn't a lot of like memorable stuff that happened. All right, like even like Paige making her in ring debut. Britt Baker was just kind of meh, you know. And and we have all of these. TNT Championships, Ring of Honor. Um, Samoa, I mean, Samoa Joe defeated Wardlow, 
Wardlow had this entire buildup, and now he's lost. He's like kind of lost in the fucking in the rat race, I guess, of AEW. But uh, I don't know, man. But this, but this could also be. This could also be like, hey, we need to get the title off of Wardlow, so we could we could put other talents to go for this belt and push Wardlow up to the main event level to go against MJF. No, but Josh, you were talking about bloated rosters and stuff like that. So, like, is this their way of, of cutting weight on their roster and giving other people chances? It it very well could be, but. I mean, Wardlow's TNT title reign hasn't been memorable at all. Like, it's all. it's not a very good at title. All. So, and, and um, dude, how, how is it that basically there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches, seven, seven, I'm sorry, ten matches on the card that were part of the main card because there's three pre-show matches, and seven of those ten were for a championship. You have too many champions. Yeah, that's a pretty Too many belts. Too many belts. Dude, you got the World Tag Team Championship. You have the World Trios Championship. You have a Women's Championship, the World Title. You have the Ring of Honor World Championship, the TNT Championship, the TBS Championship. I mean, you, you, I, don't, I don't know, man. The, the whole roster is bloated. We, don't, we haven't even seen Miro in forever. Miro... Miro should just go back to WWE as Russo at this point in time. Well, the problem right. is he just he just re-signed the contract with them. Did he? Yep. So uh, you know what? I think, he's I not think going uh, tying wrestlers up into contracts could be also like a move to keep them from going to WWE. Yeah, it could be. It. I don't know, man. This this card. I didn't really watch it. Um. I haven't watched it yet, but there's not a lot of matches here. This fatal four-way for the Ring of Honor World Championship with Daniel Bryan, Bryan, Bryan Danielson, sorry, Chris Jericho, Claudio Castanogli, and Tame Guevara seemed like it might be good. But they kept the title on Jericho, who doesn't – the last thing Jericho needs is a championship, man. He's done it all already. Everybody knows how great he is. That, uh, they would have – benefited from putting the title back on Claudio or giving it to a young guy like Sammy Guevara. I don't know why they got some old dudes like Samoa Joe and Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, who don't need the rub of a championship winning titles. There was no need for Samoa Joe to take that TNT title off Wardlow, even unless they wanted to push Wardlow up to the top, then fine, put it on powerhouse Hobbs. Why are you having Samoa Joe now be the Ring of Honor TV champion, as well as the TNT champion. Are they afraid that he'll go to WWE? I mean, he just came no. to WWE. I know he did, but there's, I mean, obviously there's been a change in management in WWE, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but so I I'm, think he I'm signed thinking, a like, Are so they long. putting on belts on, are they putting belts on wrestlers that they're afraid they're going to, they're going to leave them? Could be. I mean, Hobbs is a guy that's been underutilized, and they're talking about Hobbs leaving for WWE at some point. And Hobbs is a great young wrestler, man. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs kind of reminds me a little bit of like another Big E 
a lot of charisma, power, good look to him. You know, I I, I don't know, man. It just it seems it was a bloated card uh, to begin with, and then the matches didn't really hold up. Even the world title match with MJF beating Moxley, they said, seemed to be kind of convoluted at the end. So I, I just – I think this is AEW has poor writing, and it's run by a guy who didn't grow up in the business, Tony Khan. Uh, and I, I'll be honest, I don't think Tony Khan has any idea of how to run a wrestling promotion. I'm, I'm telling you, Cody Rhodes leaving was the worst thing that happened to AEW. I think yeah. Cody Rhodes had a big uh, part in some a lot of these storylines. And these storylines took they took a while to to come to fruition, but that that was what was so nice about AEW. So and that's where WWE failed because yeah. we start seeing the same matches week after week after week, and it just got it's it's like almost watching so, a second part of a movie like over and over again, right? Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So. Um. Yeah. All right, guys. So, Man, I wish Joe was uh, here because I would have been talking about some fireman's carries, but he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Let's shelve it for next time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hey, can I make fun of both of you real quick? And uh, where, If you ask me, I'm going to say no. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Right, so. where, I mean, why are you going to make fun of people? It. I mean, I'm very sensitive, Mike. I don't like cyberbullying, Mike. Where's my Kadarius Tony yeah. fanboys at? Where's my Kadarius Tony fanboys at right now? Bro, he pulled his hammy. Shut up. He always pulls his hammy. He's pulled his hammy since he entered the league. He has hamstrings made of rubber bands from 1996, man. I'm done. I'm done. I'm right. done. Moving on. Hey, moving on. Moving on. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson and the Jets. What atrocious, is man. Fucking atrocious. Dude, the Jets cannot draft a quarterback if their fucking life depended on it. I, Joe right Flacco there. has just as many touchdowns as Zach Wilson does in three weeks. So, and it's sad. Let, let me ask you some stuff, Sam. First off, there seems to be some real locker room heat for Zach Wilson. Uh, Soft Gardner uh, liked something, I guess, on Twitter about the, Zach Wilson not getting the job done. Uh, Garrett, Garrett Wilson went off. Garrett Wilson went off. Uh, Zach Wilson looked awful yesterday. He looks like shit. Then when asked about, like, did you let the defense down? He's like, no, man. It was windy as hell out there. Didn't you guys see it? Like, he yeah, and and, and what, what did what did Mac Jones do? He was throwing against the wind as well. He was 23 exactly. of 27. Granted, no touchdowns, but he played a clean game and he moved the ball. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I feel like there's a guy sitting out there that I think the Jets could have for, like, a third-round pick. Could win with what is there. You got to think next year you're going to get Brees Hall back. you still got Michael Carter there. you got Garrett Wilson. They need to somehow utilize Elijah Moore unless they're going to trade him in the offseason. But they got some weapons. Go get Gardner Minishu. This dude. Yeah, yo, he's not a third-round pick, dude. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? The Jags, Jags got a seventh-round pick, and he played years. For, I mean, he played more than one year for the Jags. And the Eagles gave up 
uh, a seventh round pick for Minshew. No way, I'm not giving up a third for him. All right, first or or year. you could you, you could go get Jameis Winston too. You could get Jameis Winston. I the reason here's why I like Gardner Minshew better, and I'm going to tell you why. And whatever, fine, don't give up a third round pick. I'd give up a fourth round pick for him because he's sitting there in Philly, not getting used. In his two seasons as a potential starter in Jacksonville, and granted, he played on some shit teams. He played on some shit teams. He completed, in 2019, his rookie year, he completed 61% of his passes for 3,271 yards, 21 touchdowns, and just six interceptions. Average attempt of 7.3 yards uh, per attempt. In 2020, he only started eight games for Jacksonville. He was completing 66% of his passes, 2,259 yards, 16 touchdowns, just five interceptions, with an average yards, uh, an average attempt of 7.2 yards. His QB rating, 91.2 his rookie year, 95.9 in his second year. He was getting sacked uh, about. Uh, he was sacked 33 times his rookie year, 27 his second year. He's accurate. He takes care of the ball. He doesn't have a super big arm, but the dude can get it done. And, and last year in, in four games with Philadelphia, he completed 68% of his passes, four touchdowns, just one interception, 439 yards, average attempt of 7.9 yards. So he pushes the ball. I mean, he's not sitting there throwing like – four-yard dinking dunks, five-yard dinking dunks, I and being used in Philly because they got Jalen Hurts. I, I To be honest with you, the Jets could go have, a, instead of trying to draft one, go give up a mid-round pick, fourth or fifth rounder, for Gardner Minshew. And I guarantee you, I'm telling you right now, with the pieces around him, I guarantee you he could win at least minimum 10-11 games next year. For, for I, I think Jimmy G is a better fit of the other two that you had mentioned, right? And why I say that is because he has a little bit of a track record. Okay. He played with uh, Saleh uh, in, in um, San Francisco. I mean, yeah. granted, they're on the other sides of the ball, but familiar face, right? And and for him, I would give up a third-round pick. Okay. But not for Minshew. I, I, and listen, I, I like the upside of Minshew. I don't – I don't think you're going to have to give up a third-round pick. If believe in him with the numbers year. that he had and they traded him off for a seventh-round pick, then, I mean, they had to. They, didn't, they had Trevor Lawrence, right? So I get that. <clears throat> but at the same time, there's no reason why they can't keep a high-quality backup sitting behind Lawrence. So, yeah, but doesn't exactly scream sound football minds. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. <laughs> They're led by uh, by AEW's father, right? Yeah, yeah So. I get that. I, I, I also get that piece as well. But at the same time, Jimmy G actually like has a longer track record, and he's a little bit older. Uh, you know, I'm okay with him being a little bit older. But yeah. I feel like a veteran quarterback is what the Jets need. They can't. They cannot develop a quarterback if they had to do it. You know, like with a gun pointing to their head, they couldn't do it. But, but if you remember, I told you. I told you when the Jets drafted Zach Wilson, he was my least favorite quarterback. I, I said I didn't believe in him as an NFL starter. You kind of sold me a little bit on the athleticism and the arm, and I started thinking, okay, well, maybe there's a chance. 
he was my least favorite guy because his numbers at BYU, other than one season, were bloated, bloated, bloated. Competition also not very high. I get right. I guess no, but, but but he didn't do it for like two or three years at BYU. He had one amazing season, and the other seasons were just kind of meh. So, I, I mean, you could say the same for 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 someone that does amazing Dakota State or something like that. Yeah, but at least what I'm saying is, if you have two or three years of being amazing at at a like a place like Dakota State. Then maybe yeah, but North Dakota State is not still not D D one, right? BYU is still D one. BYU is BYU is D one, and it's big time football. BYU is a is big time like they play. Right, I know. I mean, sports. Steve Young, the whole nine. I mean, they have a whole football history. I get that. But what I'm saying is, he only had one good year. At least some of these other cats coming out of smaller schools have two or three good years to stack up. He had. Too bad. No, but you could say the same on the other side of the argument as well, Mike, that those players that did great, you know, with lesser competition, if they were thrown into a D1 school, I want to see how well they do. I want to see if they blow off the, the roof off the stadium for three years in a row. Well, I mean. Trey Lance is not doing that at, at a D1 college. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Yeah, but Trey Lance didn't hardly even play in college. He, I mean. True. And yeah, for that matter, even Carson Wentz. I'll go ahead and say that for Carson Wentz as well. If Carson Wentz played in the SEC, he'd get torn up, bro. I mean, you don't know that. It's revisionist. Uh, revisionist. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. You look ben at a shit player now. If Ben Roethlisberger doesn't play at Miami of Ohio and he plays at Purdue, is he is he getting is he getting crushed? If he plays in the Big Ten no. instead of Miami of Ohio. I mean, this is kind of a silly argument. I mean, there's a, there's a history of guys playing at small schools that did very well in the NFL. There's a history for it. There's a lot of guys that did it. But there's also, I mean, a lot of guys that played at bigger big-time schools that had one great season that were complete busts in the NFL. Achilles Smith is another is a great example of that. He had one good season at Oregon. Bust. Complete bust. Achilles Smith was. And, uh, and Jamarcus uh, Russell too. He only had one good year. Who's that? Yeah, he played for LSU. Jamarcus uh, Russell. Oh yeah, Jamarcus Russell. He had one great year. Complete bust. Um, the other one uh, that I was trying to think of, Kyle Bowler, who the Ravens drafted out of out of I think he's out of Cal, had one really nice season and and sucked. So there's a, there, what I'm trying to tell you, Sam, is there's a bigger track record of guys playing at big-time schools that have one great season that don't do anything in the NFL than there is of guys playing at smaller schools putting together two or three really good years at a smaller school and then succeeding in the NFL compared to guys that that maybe got one good year of college. I think it wasn't Dwayne Haskins, uh, Josh, a one-year wonder. He only started one year at Ohio State, right? Correct. Yeah, he was a one-year one. I mean, the list goes on. Cardell Jones, same same deal, right? Well, no, Cardell yeah, Jones I mean, came back. Yeah, Cardell Jones came back after. Well, after he only. Happened. Yeah, if, if he would have, if he would have left that after that national title, he probably would have been a top top five to ten pick. They were talking yeah. about, but he went back and didn't do good time at all. Lost the job to J.T. Barrett. And yeah, but he was still drafted. 
Shut up, sir. I don't know why it keeps fucking recording shit that I'm talking about. It's trying to hear you, what you're saying, bro. Yep, buddy. Uh, the government's uh, listening to everything you say, especially, especially after Chinese, our man. conversation on Friday. Which conversation on Friday was that? The Trump talk, buddy. Oh. They're coming after everybody. <laughs> Great. Especially <laughs> you. Coming That's why you. I came out and said I'm voting for Trump. Don't call, don't check my shit. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Um, dude, I don't even fucking know, man. The NFL is just crazy. The like, what about Najee Harris and his two touchdowns? What's up, man? Won won me the week this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike. Come on, come on. I want to hear it. He he's washed. He's old. He's washed. He's a bust. Come on, Mike. You want to talk about Kadarius Tony? Come on. I do want to talk about. I told yeah, I told you Najee to drop him and you didn't. Let me talk about. Let me talk to you about Najee Harris real quick, okay? <laughs> yeah, he did have two touchdowns, but when the Steelers needed him to get first downs, get the fuck out of here, bro! Offense. Winning games doesn't mean shit to me. Stats is what matters. All right. Anyway. He said he sucked as a fantasy player, and he and he proved you wrong. He slapped you in the face with it. He had one good game. He slapped you he in the face with his game. And Kadarius Tony had one bad game as well with the Chiefs. So no, suck a not dick. one fucking bad game. He hasn't done shit with the Giants. We're not counting the Giants. He had and Daniel Jones throwing to him. Now you well, have Patty Mahomes. Yeah, are you, how is that a fair comparison? You can, yeah, but fucking dude, are you serious right now? Are Maybe you I'll go ahead and say you know what, the cop. I'll, I'll go ahead and say the cop between Andy Reid and 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 Brian D is uh, whatever up and coming and old school whatever. But you know what? The quarterback situation is completely different. Completely different. Fine, he's still a bum, dude. Kadarius Tony can't stay healthy. He's a bum. He's a straight bum. He's gonna put up. So what? What happened to Kenny Galladay? What's that? What happened to Kenny Galladay in Detroit? No, Kenny Galladay, number one receiver in Detroit, right? Stud. Stud in New York. Stud in Detroit. Get the Giants. Can't stay healthy. He sucks. He's healthy now. Healthy. Even when he's healthy, he sucks. Fine. Fine. Even when he's healthy, yeah. Kenny Galladay have what, one nice season in Detroit? One? He one had like nice two season. or three good seasons. No, bullshit. He had 11 touchdown a year. Right he had 11. He had a one year that, that made him really good was 1,000-plus yards and 11 touchdowns. And the years before that, he was up and coming, 700 yards, whatever. He was a rookie, too. Pause. Pause, 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 pause. Here's I'm going to run down for you Kenny Galladay's numbers here, okay? His rookie Thanks, year. Thanks, Joe. His, his, rookie, his rookie year, 28 catches, 477 yards, three touchdowns. That's a rookie. Fine. What year? What year? What year? 2017. Cal- Calvin Johnson's still playing. Calvin Johnson's still playing. By the way, he was 24 years old as a rookie. 24. Okay. Fine. Calvin Johnson was still playing in 2017 for the Lions. 2018, he had 70 catches, 1,063 yards, five touchdowns. Okay. Fine. Solid, solid season there. Nice season. 2019 was his Pro Bowl year that you guys are referencing. He had 65 catches on 116 targets. He had 1,100, almost 1,200 yards receiving, and he had 11 touchdowns. He follows that up with playing an injury-hampered 2020, played five, 
five games, caught 20 balls for 338 yards and two touchdowns. Last year for the Giants, 14, he, he played in 14 games. He had 37 catches for 521 yards and zero touchdowns. This year he's appeared in six games. He's got four catches for 51 yards, and he's 29 years old. And he's got Daniel so, Jones throwing to him. That's why Kadarius Tony sucked in, in New York. All right. Why, why and you got Saquon Barkley. It's a run-first offense there in New York. Fine. What about Darius? What about Darius Slayton? Uh, who who in five? He sucks too. Five, what? He had like one good season. Well, oh no, you don't hear about much of him. So what's I'm, the point? Tony sucks, and 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 th- is that it? No, I'm I'm saying you guys are sitting there ta- talking about how bad Daniel Jones is, but are, aren't his numbers isn't his, isn't his numbers this year comparable to Justin Fields? I mean, in a in a bad way, maybe. Yeah. Justin Fields doesn't. Justin Fields doesn't throw the ball. Justin Fields has nobody to throw it to. <laughs> I mean, I. I mean, I would I would venture to say that Daniel Jones doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to either. Even so, when he did, yeah, he but sucked, though. that's what I'm saying. But I think you put you, you switch roles. Still suck. Who did he you switch roles? I think the Bears are. They might win, only win one game this year if they had Daniel Jones as a quarterback, to, to, compared to where Justin Fields is in New York. I think they're a better team. The Bears have only won three games so far, so you're saying so it's a two-win difference. With, with Daniel Jones quarterbacking, they only win, like, maybe one game. No, I don't think Daniel they win Jones quarterbacking with Daniel the Giants, Jones. They're 7-3. and three. They're 7-3 and three this year, Daniel Jones quarterbacking and, and the Giants. What I'm saying, yeah, but you put Justin Fields, I think they're a better team. You put Justin Fields in New York, that's a better team with him than with Daniel Jones. Maybe that's my point. Maybe. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sitting here telling telling you that I'm a diehard J- Daniel Jones fan or that I think he's the guy. It sounds like it I sounds like you're slapping on his nuts. But I don't think Flatten Kadarius up. Tony is shit. I think Kadarius Tony is shit. I don't care who he has thrown the ball. He could have Daniel Jones. He could have Michael Vick. He could have Patrick Mahomes. So, so I will say this. Try. I will say this. Of the receivers, of the receivers that the, that the Chiefs could have gone for before the deadline. They had a, they had a better chance going with Elijah Moore based on talent. Elijah Moore would have been a better – and he would have stayed healthy. Correct. Elijah I, Moore would have been that I can agree with. Health, health is a factor, but, dude, you have to also – Tony's game is, is very much predicated on, like, his twitchiness, right? So, like – and that's – like, uh, he's pro. he'll be prone to hamstring, uh, knee – He's kind of, you know, uh, you know, uh, injury because of the type of game that he plays. It doesn't mean that he's a shit player, dude. He's a shit player, dude. It's, it's, okay, in two seasons, two seasons in the NFL, two seasons, 17-game schedules. All right, last year, 17 games. This, this year, you were what? Dude, last year, last year, he didn't even play. He played in four games, Ugh. correct. And this year, he's played – He's. I'm sorry, he played in 10 games last year. He started four. This year, he's played in five games. He started two. 
So you have 15 games that you've appeared in out of a possible what? 27, 28 games. How do you expect how do you expect a receiver to gain any rhythm if he's not even playing? Because he keeps getting hurt. If you keep getting hurt, you're a bust. But there were times where he wasn't hurt and they still weren't playing him because they thought he had an attitude. And Andy Reid can manage that attitude, but fucking the Giants and Daniel Jones cannot. We'll see. See, I don't. You know what? To me, he's always he's going to be a guy that is just like McCole Hardman. He's going to have a bunch of games in, in Kansas City where he goes, where he disappears completely or has, like, one catch. Then he'll have a few games where he'll have, like, four catches for 52 yards. And then he'll have that one or two games a year where he gets, like, seven or eight catches for 90 to 100 yards and a touchdown. And everybody thinks, okay, this is this is it. It's his time. Well, if you're going to go that same route, you might as well put in rushing touchdowns for him, too. He's returning punts. He's returning kicks as well. Add in, add in miscellaneous touchdowns to that. He's never rushed for a touchdown in his career. He has zero. If, you, if you're converting Hardman's role, Hardman still has a little bit of. He's he is he. They use him in the run game sparingly, very very sparingly. But yes. you have to account for it if that's the if that's the profile you're giving him. Okay, if I'm giving okay, but McCall Hardman has played in the league for four seasons now. Okay, and he has a grand total. He has a grand total of two rushing touchdowns in four seasons. So, fine, sporadically, maybe. Two, two touchdowns in four years, does not, that screams, okay, that's uh, something that happens once in a while. Tony is way bigger than Hardman is, and if they see a Debo role type of, Debo Samuel type of deal, who knows? How they Get out of here with Debo Samuel and Kadarius Tony, man. I'm not comparing them. I'm comparing build. Build. Fine. Build and speed. I'm looking at just – I'm not looking at stats. I'm looking at just athletic build, and I'm looking at, you know, all the other things that come with it. If that happens, Hardman is not that. Hardman's more of a hill. He's smaller, faster. None of these guys are anything. You're just I, upset because you're wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Kadarius Tony, I bet you're totally wrong. I bet you Kadarius Tony plays in two more games this season. You can me. bet your nuts on whatever you want to bet on. It doesn't make a difference. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm right. I'm 100% right. And, and, and history will Josh, be Josh, can you let your boy know that he's wrong? Please drop. Josh is gone. Josh. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not wrong. I will flat. Right, let's move off, off. Get off. Get off, Tony. What's the next thing, bro? I'm not going to get off, Tony. But anyways. We need Josh on here for the next thing so we can talk a little college football since uh, um, there was some some shit that Last-minute heroics? Well, there's a lot of close games. TCU, Michigan, and Ohio State all almost lost. And then we had uh, Tennessee lose to South Carolina and, and their starting quarterback tears ACL. So, um, and, and your boy that was on the uh, – Ugliest uh, athlete bracket threw for like six touchdowns or some shit like that. Yeah. Rattler didn't Spencer, Spencer Rattler, Rattler throw for like six Rattler. touchdowns? Oh, yeah, yeah, Rattler. yeah. He had a Rattler. he had a fucking game. So he is still well. Ugly. I mean, granted, Tennessee's defense sucks anyway. Yeah, it's not the best, but yeah, God, Spencer Spencer Rattler is one of the ugliest people I've ever seen in my entire life. He is. Well, here's here's the funny thing too. Is what. 
South Carolina got fucking spanked the week before. And then they yeah. come out like a ball of fire. That was nuts. Well, so so, they're not but even it did open up. Are they, are, there's no way that South Carolina... No, but they, they, they've won seven games. No. They're a bowl team, but they're not, they're not in contention. No. So, Tennessee losing helped Clemson tremendously at this point in time. Clemson now has a path to the top four should TCU lose. Also, they need – LSU will probably lose to Georgia, but it can't be counted on. But Clemson's got a nice path to the top four now that Tennessee has dropped Carolina and they've lost Hendon Hooker. So it, it does look at this time that the SEC will not get two teams into the college football playoff. It, it looks like it should be – one from each com- about one from each conference, like uh, you know, possibly ACC. Either the ACC, the Big Twelve, or the Pac-12 getting left out. One of those are getting left out. But it looks like if Georgia handles business against LSU, Georgia's in. Ohio State, if they beat Michigan, then handle business against Iowa or Illinois or whoever the fuck they play in the Big Ten title game, they're in. TCU's got to win a, a, another game or two. USC's got to handle business. It looks like USC, I don't know if the, the Pac-12 title game is decided. Uh, they got Because this game against Notre Dame doesn't matter. It matters for USC in that they can't lose it because they'll have two losses. But it doesn't matter for the Pac-12 title race. It looks like USC is going to be end up facing uh, in the Pac-12 Washington? title game. Washington or Oregon. Oh, in Washington. Hey, I have a question, Mike. Yeah. So if Michigan loses, are they out? Yeah. It's because their schedule is not as strong, correct? correct. Even though it's one loss? Well, well, I I think they still can get in, though. But but how? I think whoever whoever loses loses Ohio State-Michigan, there's still a shot for them to make it. They would need some losses, but I think – I, I think it's set up for that. So, say Michigan-Ohio State, it comes down to last possession, kick kick a field goal to win the game, right? You've got USC, if they lose, another one. They're done. Uh, you're going to have Clemson move up. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have a Clemson team or a Michigan team that just lost or an Ohio State team just lost his second or third by a last-second field goal? And Clemson got embarrassed by Notre Dame. In one game. In one game. I mean, sure, they, they got – but they beat three ranked teams, and they, they're going to have a fourth one here in the ACC title game when they play North Carolina. Michigan Michigan has not beat a ranked team all season except for Penn State. And if Ohio State wins, they would have two ranked teams, right, that they beat. <laughs> beats Ohio State, yeah, then they would have two ranked teams. And if Michigan beats Ohio State, then, yeah, they're in the playoff no matter what. Ohio State has a better shot of losing that game and still getting in than Michigan does. Because I think Michigan would fall below Clemson. And I'll be honest with you, Michigan might even, as dumb as this sounds, Michigan might even fall below a two-loss Alabama team. I don't think they'll drop that far. But that that would be interesting. So what would you do in this scenario? Right, Mike? Right, that's that's correct. correct. I mean, Michigan has yet to play 
any competition. Alabama has beat Texas, Arkansas. They lost to Tennessee. They beat Mississippi State. They lost to LSU. They beat Ole Miss. Uh, Alabama has a much better resume than Michigan does at this point, even though they got two losses. So, And their two losses, yeah, the other thing that people are going to look at is Alabama's two losses are by a combined four points. So why wouldn't Tennessee be considered even though they have two losses? Because Tennessee lost to South Carolina. And, and also well, they still beat so, they still beat Alabama head to head. You can't you can't put Alabama in front of Tennessee. I really don't know the algorithm. That's why I'm asking you guys these questions. So yeah, so let me explain this though. The reason Alabama would go ahead at Tennessee is this reason: the committee is going to look at is Tennessee fully healthy, and the answer is no. Their starting quarter their starting quarterback Hendon Hooker was lost for the season. He's gone. Oh, I get that. I get that, but that shouldn't that shouldn't take precedence over Tennessee still beat them head to head. You can't put a team ranked ahead of them. They can't. They can't roll the dice on like a Cinderella type of season for Tennessee with a lost quarterback and everything. You don't see the committee doing that. That's what happened to Ohio State, though. You got to remember that is that's the very first time for this college football playoff. Ohio State lost their starting quarterback. Cardell came in, and they beat Wisconsin. But the only reason why they they did it is they had to beat Wisconsin big, and they did. If that game was closer, they would have never put Ohio State in that that final four. Correct. Correct. We all know this. Yeah. So – I, I don't agree with, with you on that one. I, I don't think, yes, I understand that Tennessee lost their starting quarterback. But records matter. Head-to-head does matter. You can't okay, put a team so in front of another team Josh. with the same record. Josh, let me ask you a quick question. You said record matters, right? Okay. Yeah. LSU, LSU is 9-2. and two. They're ranked ahead of Tennessee, who's also 9-2, and two, and Tennessee beat LSU head-to-head. And I don't agree with that. I don't agree. Now if, now, if LSU goes in and beats Georgia, then yes. I could, I could say, I, actually, you know what? LSU just beat Alabama, and then LSU just beat Georgia. That just demolished Tennessee, so maybe they had an off game. I mean, it, you know it as well as I do in college football. It's not just who you lose to. It's when you lose. And so let me ask you this. Food. Let me ask you this one. So here, here's what we got to consider too. Say Michigan does beat Ohio State, which I, if Blake Corum plays, I, I honestly think that's going to be a pretty close game, and I think Michigan might squeak it out. So okay. Michigan wins, right? Then you've got Ohio State and Clemson. The, what you got to go? Who are you going to put in? Are you going to put Ohio State in? You're going to put Clemson in. And if you look for comparable wins, comparable opponents, it's that Notre Dame game. Ohio State won. Clemson got demolished. Who do you put in? Do you put I feel like no one knows what the recipe is to, to whether you get in or not. I, I, I I'm still yet to there hear no your recipe. answer as to how you get in. But you also can't yeah. make the game so-and-so beat this team, so so-and-so would beat this team. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. No, I get that, but that's how they do it. 
They they look at common opponents and who who you played, and that would be yeah. the two Clemson Ohio State. I, their their one opponent is Notre Dame. One team won. Ohio, one team lost. Ohio State would probably get in over Clemson, but you also have to remember it's not just if Ohio State loses to Michigan. They still need USC to lose another game. They need TCU to lose, and they probably need LSU to lose. Because as sad as this is to say, if LSU beats Georgia, I feel like both Georgia and LSU are getting into into the playoff. No, I agree. Oh, and I, I just have a sneaky because they beat Georgia, LSU feeling. gets in, and Georgia's already pretty much on their way. That's their only yeah. loss. Yeah. What so, I, I honestly I, think that's what happened last year. I really do. I think the SEC was like, "Hey, we need Alabama to win. Let's get two teams in to the playoff." Because uh, yeah. it generates more money for the SEC, and then then Georgia will win this the whole, this whole the selection game. process is predicated off of monetary compensation on who plays. Oh, absolutely. No, oh, it's got to be it's got to be fucking records, skills. There's got to be a lot more other. No, they're they're gonna they're gonna monetize it. Why, Josh? Who would you want? Who would you rather have in there in the playoffs? Right. That's who they're really looking at. Who would you rather have in a playoff? You're going to want that big It's about which team is better. Go back to 2014. Ohio State got in over another team. If you're a first seed, but you're you're based on skill and record, but you're not as exciting, let's say you're the San Antonio Spurs, you automatically drop to five. That's what happened to TCU and Baylor. Yeah. Go back to 2014 when Ohio State won the, the title. Ohio State jumped TCU and Baylor because uh, they won the Big Ten. They're more marketable. TCU more marketable. was undefeated. It's more marketable. It's monetary. Ohio State's way more marketable than those, those, those colleges are. The game in 2014, they lost a game. That's why they dropped. They, I know they did. That's why I said TCU didn't lose a game. They went undefeated that year. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They, they lost. Bet you a they lost the last game of the year. The the Big Ten and the Big Twelve title game. The, there was a team that was undefeated from the Big Twelve that year. I'm, I'm I'm pulling it up right now. I'm pulling up the Big Twelve. I'm looking at 2014 season. Baylor was 11 and two. TCU was 12 and one. TCU. Okay. Lost to Baylor sixty-one to fifty-eight in the middle of the year, and they, yeah, they had a lot and of. They had wins. to revenge, and they they beat Ole Miss in the Peach Bowl forty-two to three that year. They they had a good season, but they had one loss. They were twelve and one that year, and Baylor so, was, had and, two losses. That's when, yeah, that's when Ohio State was ranked below them, and they jumped TCU. And I I know they did it for monetary purposes. They but no hold on a second. Older... So Ohio State in twenty fourteen. Let me just point this out. Ohio they beat let's see Michigan State. They beat Minnesota, who was ranked. They absolutely throttled Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game, fifty nine to nothing. So that was the win that opened up a lot of people's eyes because Ohio State only had one loss that year, and it was a strange loss to Virginia Tech the second game of the season. 
No, but it doesn't. At the same time, though, I, I see Josh's point, though, Mike, that they both had one loss each. Why did they both? And, and before the last, the last standing, Mike, was TCU was in front of Ohio State. That's my point. The very last, the very last week, Mike, they moved play, after they Wisconsin. Play. They moved Ohio State up to the number four spot. Do you know why? And I'm telling you, Josh, this is why, guys, money, guys, guys. money. No, Josh, because fucking TCU didn't play for its conference title, and Ohio State did. That's why. TCU did not play for the title that year. Josh, they had TCU lost to Baylor. TCU did not play for its conference title. Ohio State did. They both had one loss. What's the tiebreaker? Ohio State won its conference. TCU did not. Ohio State goes over TCU. It's not just Mike, you're wrong. But, if, but again, but again if Ohio admit State doesn't wrong. win that game big, they don't make it in. They even said it. If they didn't win that big, they would have never made it in. I'm telling you, name recognition matters in football, right? It might matter. The bigger name you are, the more, the more likely you are going to play. When you have two resumes that are similar, you have to look for tiebreakers. What's the tiebreaker? Winning your fucking conference championship. Ohio State did Five dollars in the jar. TCU did it. Yeah. TCU Five dollars in the jar, bitch. That year. No, I get that. But what I'm saying, I, I still think there was money, and they were like, you know what? We would make more money with Ohio State in this tournament for the first year than we would for TCU. Let me ask you a question. Mike, Mike, ranked opponents, who had more wins against ranked opponents, TCU or, or Ohio State? If we're talking whole season, including the college football playoff, or just during the regular season? No, just the regular season. To just get during the regular season. Football playoff. All right, so TCU had four wins against ranked opponents that year. In Ohio State? And Ohio State had... Let's see. Going to it. Had three. I mean, maybe you could say that's a little bit of leverage for not winning the championship. I mean, winning your conference, rather. You know? They both also had about the same. So, who, who, who was the other – who did Baylor – who did Baylor play in the uh, Big 12 championship? Baylor Who did they end up playing? Kansas State. And what was Kansas State's record? State was the number nine team in the country at the time of the Big Twelve title game. Kansas State was seven or nine and three going into the Big Ten Big Twelve title game. Okay. Baylor. How does that make any sense? What? How, how did Kansas State? Because well, it's, it's two sides. I of mean, a, you said TCU went. Are, are, do they not play in the same conference? No, because there's two sides. There's two oh, okay, divisions. okay. And the state won its division. TCU was in the same division as Baylor, and TCU and Baylor both had the same conference record, and Baylor beat TCU. I got it. So, I mean, it's not like – I mean, we've seen small teams with not a big following – get into the college football playoffs. We saw Washington get in uh, out of the pack. Cincinnati get in. Michigan State a year, one year. I, I mean, so it's not like 
we're just seeing – I mean, and granted, we've seen a lot of Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Alabama and Clemson because they've had the best records over the past 10 years. They've had the best the best record. They, they're always in the top five in recruiting. They, they always win their conferences typically. 90% of the time they win their conferences. And this year is no exception. You're looking at USC has got a good shot of winning the Pac-12. Ohio State and Georgia. Who, who picked that team? Mike, who picked that, who picked that one? Which one? Uh, you, USC I mean, won in that. You who did. That I one? Mean, but, hey. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, you did. Just, so, just make sure. You did so far. Josh, real quick, you do know <laughs> that they still got two games up to play, right? They, they haven't won it yet. No, so I know. They, they could lose to Notre Dame, and then they could lose to fucking Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. And then they're right. at 10-3. and three. So, not over yet. So, let's, let's, let's just relax a little bit. All right. Okay. I just want to give you shit because you're Baylor and Utah. But, hey, you said it yourself. If Utah doesn't lose to Florida, they are in the thick of the playoff race right now. So, I mean, it's not like – well, they just, got like by, they just got beat by Oregon, so they're out. Utah is what? Oh, did they lose? Uh, that's their yeah. third loss. They got beat by Oregon. Okay. Yeah, so okay. they would have been out. Yeah. All right. So this this week, Thanksgiving. Hey, one week. last question for you, Mike. Sorry, yeah. sorry to cut you off. Uh, you know, I, I'm just trying to – again, you guys are the, the college football experts and de facto college – basketball experts for that matter right um you know it you know march madness obviously there's a lot higher volume of teams that are playing but you have a higher chance of like a small team from a small college make it you, sure. you probably will never see that in in college football will you i don't always going to be powerhouses that are going in i don't want to say never sam i don't want to say never. no it happened last year you see was UC never got, supposed to make it they were never supposed to make it, but they okay. Clobbered by Alabama in the <laughs> semifinal game. So, but here, here's the difference. Here's the difference, Sam, in basketball and, and college football. And I, I don't want to say never, but you're right. It's more likely college basketball than it is in college football. But let me tell you why the big difference is in college basketball. These guys that go to these small schools, the guys that go to Davidson and and Southwest Missouri State. And, and, you know, Florida Gulf Coast, some of these other schools that make deep runs, um, you know, um, Loyola Chicago, they have rosters full of guys that are juniors and seniors and guys that have played together for three years, two or three years, okay? When you go – when you start – So it's like pretty much de facto like Spurs basketball, team basketball. Well, not necessarily, but here's the difference. When you go to a school like Kentucky or you go to a school like Ohio State or North Carolina, Kansas, whatever, you have a bunch of guys that leave after one year or even at most two years. So if I have a team that's filled – my starting, if my starting eight rotation, right, my eight-man eight rotation is all juniors and seniors and I'm playing Kansas, who's all – freshmen and sophomores with maybe one senior sprinkled in there. They're going to get manhandled most likely. Possibly. I'm not going to say they're going to get manhandled because Kansas still has more talent, but the experience level is different. The experience level is different. And in a one-game, one-and-done scenario, now, 
if the NCAA tournament was like the NBA Finals and they played a seven-game series, you would never see Loyola Chicago advance to the Final Four because, yeah, they might win a game or two. But they can't beat you over the course of many games. Exactly. They can't beat you over the course of a seven-game series, okay? In college football, it's a little bit different because every roster is built up with sophomores, juniors, and seniors because you can't go to the NFL until after you've been out of high school for three years. And the odds are of a, a team like Appalachian State putting together enough wins to get to the national title game where, like, let's say Cincinnati – let's say it was a 12-team playoff and Cincinnati gets in as a nine seed – and then they got to beat, they got to go beat, you know, let's say, let's just say to win the national title, they'd have to get through Oregon, Ohio State, and Alabama. That's not likely to happen. Now, am I going to say it never could happen? No, I won't say that. But is it likely? Probably not. When you got to go back to back to back again. Yeah, those teams are that much better. Yeah, exactly. And you might, you might win one out of the three, but you're not winning all three. Correct. Yeah. And just like, George Mason and Loyola Chicago, they might get an upset and they might get to the final four. But once you get to the final four, it's hard, right? You got to beat really good teams typically. Now, and sometimes what can happen is on your way to the final four, let's say Loyola Chicago in the tournament is seated number 12. All right. Let's say they get the number five seed. Say the number four seed gets upset. So now they're playing the number 13 seed. Okay. So that's a lot. Oh, easier. so they get lucky to catch a break. Exactly, they catch a break. Then Correct. let's say they get past the 13 seed, and then the Sweet 16, uh, or uh, you know, in the uh, I'm sorry, not in the Sweet 16, in the Elite Eight, they're facing like a number nine seed who made it there, or or like a number like uh, uh, you know, 11 seed or something like that. Now all of a sudden, you've you've the highest seed. You have a chance. You have a better chance. Five is number five, and you've beaten a bunch of other lower seeded teams to get there. But then you get to the Final Four, and you're staring at. You're staring at Kansas, and if you get by Kansas, you're staring at North Carolina or Villanova in the championship game. So it's a lot more difficult once they get there. But you see some of these teams go on runs because maybe they're not facing – maybe there's been some – luck, luck is rolling the dice for them on their way. Yeah. There. Uh, yes, exactly. Well, enough college, man. Well, you know what? We Can don't, you talk we FIFA? Really got four minutes. We only got about four minutes to go. Yeah, man. what about these guys in Qatar, man? Banning beer? What are they Fuck thinking? Fucking USA. Zero? Suck my dick. Dude, not only banning beer, FIFA came out and said, like, some of these armbands, they can't they can't fucking wear. Like, uh, oh, like the One Love uh, armbands or whatever? The, yeah. the Pride they ones? Banned that. And then, the, the, the homo bands. I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> and then a journalist. I just said pride. Denied entry because he had a FIFA World Cup shirt on, but the ball was in a rainbow color, and it was like for it was like FIFA One Love, like soccer. They wouldn't let him into the fucking stadium with that. You want to know why, right? I know because fucking Muslims hate fucking homosexuals. No, no, it's against the law. (laughs) It's against the law. Yes, they also hate homosexuals. (laughs) I mean, they hate them, that's besides the point. It's literally, like, it's a a federal crime to be homosexual in Qatar. Yeah, Yeah, again, you know what I think is absolutely ridiculous? Sorry, go ahead, Josh. Again, we're going into another country that has their own laws, and we got to abide by them laws. 
So, I mean, what do they expect? They knew this from the time they, they put that bid in, the consequences of what I'm saying, man. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree with your thought process. Like, hey, listen, it's their country, their laws, their thing. Do it your way. But why the hell would FIFA pick that place to fucking host it? That's my point. Corruption. They were paid to. Yeah, because they're getting paid under the table by the goddamn fucking prince. But the thing about Qatar is they said they were okay with the armbands at first. They were said they said they were okay with alcohol. And then they, yeah, and then they switched gears. Yeah, you know what they said for the alcohol before? They said there was going to be designated areas where they serve a lower percentage alcohol, but still alcohol, not zero, right? right. They'll be serving it in these designated areas. They took that away as well. So that, that's the yeah, that's why it should never happen. Oh, there. The reason cars under backlash, Josh. If they came out and said we're not going to have alcohol, we're not going to allow any of this from the from the jump. It wouldn't be that big a deal. It's the fact that the World Cup is starting now, and now all of a sudden they're showing their true colors and banning all this shit. They're attacking journalists on the street who are fucking filming shit. It's just it's typical Muslim bullshit. That's why I fucking hate Muslims. Oh, bro, know. you're about to get canceled, fam. I don't, I don't hate them at all. Neither does all they Not, not all Josh Muslims are bad, Mike. Josh, Josh not all Muslims that, are bad. That, that he, we don't spew that kind of hate here. But in the same token, in the same token, I look Muslim, but anyway, in the same token, in the same token, in the same token, I feel like if you have all these restrictions, why are you even, why are you even putting in a bid for the fucking World Cup? You know what comes exactly. with the fucking World Cup. Soccer comes with beer, bro. The fucking country that created the, the game of soccer has, has heavily involved beer with that and alcohol with that sport. That's just the way it is, just like football is. Football is complete. American football is – beer comes hand in hand with it. It's just the way that it is. College and speaking, uh, speaking of uh, Speaking of the beer in a different country, did you guys see the freaking beers that uh, the Germans were having during that Tampa Bay game? Yeah, they fucking had Wild. They were like triple the beer that we get here at our stadium. Wild man, we need to we need to we need to have a, a show out of Germany, you know, one time. Fuck yeah, Just for the weekend. <laughs> well, hey, Josh, real quick. Thank at least Hopkins is playing. DeAndre Hopkins is playing. Thankfully for you, so you'll beat Josh. Because if you are depending on Elijah Mitchell, uh, we're almost at halftime. He has one carry for four yards so far. So if Hopkins had been declared out, you might have been fucked. Yeah, I know. But, but that's that's who I had to get. And so I was like, I was like, well, Mostert's on a bye. He's, I know he's in my roster spot, so I can always change it. And I was like, well, shit. It's like Elijah Mitchell got a lot of carries last week. I might as well just try to see if we get me. We only need it four points to tie. So that's true. But he's only he he doesn't even have one point right now at halftime. He's only carried the ball one time. So there's still a whole another half. Can I ask both of you guys a question. Yes, go for it. Who in your league dropped Jamal Williams? I uh, that was unfortunately that was me. Unfortunately. Okay. All right. Jackass. Jackass. <laughs> uh, dude, I, we only have five rosters. Ben fucking twelve touchdowns, bro. I understand, but you know when when, when Swift was finally healthy, I thought he'd go back to uh, like a supporting role. And if you look at, I would either get rid of both or 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 keep none. <laughs> Get rid of Pinto. Yeah, drop Najee Harris, you bitch. No, I, I, no, I would have I traded. I mean, if you were so afraid of Swift and Williams, 
I would have traded them as a package for something better. Nobody was biting on it. What? Nobody Who wouldn't take that? that? You never, you never play. even, you never even offered them around. Not to, not to you, not to you. Oh, I offered them yeah, around exactly. to fucking plenty of other people, and nobody bid on it. I, evolved, I offered them up to Tommy, and I offered them up to, to Laser the first time. Laser ended up picking them up off the waiver wire, but I offered up Jamal. I think Jamal Williams had his 29-point day. I offered, I, I offered up, I was trying to sell high on him, and, 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 and Laser didn't bite on it. He waited until you dropped him to pick him up. No, exactly. Well, no, I, he knew you were going to drop him. I held on to Jamal Williams. He had five points, and then the bye came. Then the game after the bye, he only had seven points. Okay? He had seven points. So I was like, okay, five points, seven points, Swift is back. He'll probably go back to, you know, he might have a game here or there where he has, like, 12 points, but he'll probably go back to, like, six to eight points. And so, yeah, I was wrong. But of, of all the running backs I have, of all the running backs that I have currently, I it, it was either drop DeAndre Swift who looked good before the injury, okay, drop Najee Harris, drop Tony Pollard, Damian Pierce to keep. Dude, Pollard. you couldn't move any of those guys to free up some space to keep. You act you act like there was a, a, like our league trades a lot. Nobody in our league fucking trades. Nobody. I told you, Mike. Next year, if there's an open slot, you have to be our trade. Our league is trade crazy. Nobody trades. Rosters are constantly turning, bro. There's a running joke in our league. There's a running joke in our league. If we're GMs of our team, we are constantly trading our players, and we're not giving them any contract. Just get the fuck out of here, dropping them to waivers, all kinds of shit. Even without Jamal Williams, though, my team is still scoring. After this week, we'll have the most points in the league. So I really don't care. That's, that's beside be the point. I will be nine and two. Josh, you gonna let let Mike win it again so he can keep talking on the podcast? No, I I mean he's he's gonna be nine and or what? Ten and three or ten and three here soon when me and him play in two weeks. So we'll it's see. all good. We'll see what happens. Regardless, regardless though, is. I wish better not choke in the playoffs, Mike. I wish we had a bigger bench. I wish that people traded more. I wish that people traded more. And it was yeah, I didn't want to I did not want to drop Jamal Williams, but I didn't really have much of a choice because I wasn't gonna drop any of my wide receivers for him. I mean I know I agree. It's PPR is different, right? In a standard league, Jamal Williams never gets dropped, right? Yeah. Yeah, you you didn't want that you didn't want to have more roster benches because I would have took every fucking wide receiver available. And none of you guys would have got him. Uh, and then he wouldn't have traded. I would have took him all of them. No, I would have traded. I, cause I, I did trade Chris Olave for a backup quarterback. So, yeah, I did do that. You traded. But here's the other thing. The other reason why guys don't trade is because I got fuckers like Josh, who every time a trade works out for me is calling me fucking – Sneaky and fucking shady. Even though, even though our goddamn league has fucking the ability to veto a trade, uh, and, and, it, and it has three days to be reviewed, so people can. Hey, I vetoed every single one, every single trade that you try to make. I vetoed. I and it's because still went you do it out of spite. 
You do it out of spite. <laughs> I like no, I that, don't. Josh. I like that about you. <laughs> I like that. That's because you're in the same division as me. So I can't – I got to do that because you're in the same division. See, you know what? You're trying to play checkers, Mike, and, and Josh is trying to play chess. Exactly. I'm sorry. You're trying to play Chinese checkers. My bad. I have more. I have more rings. Than Josh does. I got more rings than Josh does. So. And you cheated more than Josh has. I'm Correct. Cheated. I'm here. We go with this. <laughs> Running a shadow team completely on your own. But yeah. Yep. Twelve years ago, which is not. Hey, not once you cheat, listen, man. Cheater. Listen, listen. Brady's Deflate Gate's gonna be on his resume forever. It hey. doesn't go. Yep. In, in, All in, those rings don't mean, you know, I mean, they mean something, but he still got it on his resume, man. Hey, man. I'm just saying. Just saying. Three championships. Plate gate, pie gate, you name it. It's all on his record. 2015. That's all that matters. I And I will I will, I will, will take Josh out later this year. We, we are, as of right now, we are stacking up to be on opposite ends of the bracket for the playoffs at this time. At this time. Are you taking bets? Are you taking bets? Hey, hey, Mike, who won the who won the head-to-head before? Great, great. I'm sorry, <laughs> that, that's actually that's actually working against you, Josh. Late season surges actually play a different role. So, I mean, Mike might actually beat you this time. Damn. I was hoping you would well, no, say that, actually, you know, I caught one L already, and that's it. You might be flipping it the other way around. Well, I'm, I'm glad my team's not performing right now. It, it obviously didn't perform this week, but I'm starting to get healthy. My team's starting to come together, and it's going to start going. Do you guys have an IR slot? No, we don't. That was voted no. again. So, so Darren Waller is sitting out there, huh? Yeah. No, I think he's on no, the not in our league. Not in our league. He's on somebody's bench right now. Mm. Yep. But you guys no. got to make some changes, man. I mean, make it 12. Vote on some shit. We do. Everybody wants to keep shit the fucking same in our league. It was like pulling teeth to drop the fucking kicker and add the extra flex spot. Sounds like the Trump administration. Cool. By, by the way, Josh, you lost to Tommy. I beat Tommy. You lost to Greenleaf. I beat Greenleaf. Right, so, I mean, what does that what does that mean, man? What what does that mean? I you still beat, beat you head to head. That's all that matters. Okay, one time, one time. Great, congratulations. It's gonna be two in about two weeks, buddy. I get Jamar Actually, back. Josh, by the way, Josh, every time I, I'm just gonna say this right now. Every time you beat me in the regular season. It hasn't happened in the playoffs. I have lost to you. The last year I won it in 2020, you beat me in the regular season. You beat me by 13 in the regular season, and I won in the playoffs. I won the, I won the championship. So You shut your mouth. Actually, I mean, looking at, looking, dirty at, looking at our Week 13 matchup, though, it is favoring you right now. Big time. Oh, you got five? I got one of my top receivers going to be on bye. You got Joe Burrow versus the Kansas City defense that he tore up last time. You got Najee Harris going against Atlanta's defense. So, 
Yeah, I mean, you're, you're you stacking up pretty good dub? that week compared to me. I'm not penciling in, in, in anything, but, it, it, I mean, you never fucking know what's going to happen, man. Like, guys that are supposed to perform end up, end up putting, like, like, did anybody see fucking Justin going for six points against Dallas' defense? Like, in, in Minnesota getting a, absolutely annihilated 40-3. to three, Like, shellacking? Weird football, like, it's 50% skill, 20% luck, and then, like, just, like, or uh, not even 20% luck. It's, like, 50, 40% luck, and then, like, just 10% fucking matchups. But, like, I, you know, it just, you never know what's going to fucking happen from week to week. I will say this. Josh's, Josh's team is now the only team that I feel like stands in my way of a championship this season. I don't think any unless some unless something completely off happens, I don't see another fucking team getting there. And I feel like if Josh and I finish as the one and the three seeds and we're on the opposite ends of the bracket, we will meet in the title game. Because I don't think anybody else is getting by us. Unless unless some weird shit happens. But everybody else's team has a lot of holes on it. And and our team don't really have any holes. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. No. That's all the time. It's been a good Monday show. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Tell Joe to suck a fat one for missing it. <laughs> His, oh, I will. Cough, cough once if the reason he's missing it is professionally related. <laughs> <laughs> I was a weed smoke fan. I'm sorry. But he, oh, that's he, he did. He's good now. He's good. Okay. All right. He's good on that. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you all. We'll be back at it again. I think on Friday, day after Thanksgiving. I'll, uh, but uh, uh, everybody, have a good night. Thanks for listening. And Josh, take us out, man. Well, I mean, since Qatar doesn't have any beer, so I guess this bug for everybody in Qatar. We cover all bases, basics, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off with a dome, first to the second, the